0: to you from galactic womb studios
1: inside Gasa gto you are now tuned in to the podcast by creatives for creatives music nerds weirdos outcasts misfits and high frequency humans if you are out of place in
0: outer space you've landed baby welcome to the trigger words podcast Trump. Yeah. Fuck Fuck Donald Donald Trump. Trump. Fuck Donald Trump. Welcome to a very special episode, episode seven of the Trigger Words podcast. This is the albino Chicano. What's up? You know who it is. Doctor? Doctor. Yeah. My goodness. We are shooting this today on the day that they finally released
1: the votes. And... The count is in. Biden is out. Wait, 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 wait. Biden is in. Trump is out. Trump is out. He is packing up
0: his chit in a U Haul right now. And um, we're expecting Biden to call Donald Trump. And he'll probably say something like.
1: What? What is he going to say? Fuck Donald Trump. Oh, that's right. Hold on. on. This just in. (laughs) Fuck Donald Trump.
0: Fuck Donald Trump. And for those of you who do not know, that is a song by a West Coast rapper named YG, featuring the prolific Nipsey Hussle, Rest in Peace. And um, they have a song called F.D.T. And this song actually... I think tripled in streams on election since the election
1: oh no shit that
0: is bananas like wow. people have been blasting that song and honestly that's just been the motto the entire day shit yeah uh, as we as everybody well if you're in uh, podcast land you can't see but if you're watching on YouTube yes this is on YouTube Uh, Sarah works very hard on the editing and Shout all that out. stuff for YouTube um, and it looks wonderful our lighting is great our sound is great check it out on YouTube if you can but The big homie flip here is wearing blue, representing the Dems, the Democrats, and I am wearing red, representing love and the passion that everyone has had in this election. So I just want to say, everybody chill. Everybody chill. Just chill. But we still have to say, fuck Donald Trump. Uh. Fuck Donald Trump. (laughs) You know how we do You know how we do the damn thing I'm ready to get into it man And you know what this energy just doesn't stop it's been such a busy a busy week a busy couple of weeks since we last spoke on the podcast we had a great uh we had a great run with los nahuatlatos just recently that's right um we worked uh we did the dakota the bear watlato show that was incredible man come on
1: yeah that was great it was awesome merging both the bands mm-hmm. bear brass and los nahuatlatos it was like a 15 plus piece band yeah out there you know we Played outside the way they have it set up at Dakota. It's really nice. Everybody had plenty of space to to get down. You know what I mean? We got a lot of really good uh, response from the crowd. Yeah. Especially one of the last songs we did. A lot of people were loving it. Tell them about it. Oh, man. It was
0: beautiful, man. It was beautiful. We got to do a cover of Rage Against the Machines, Bulls on Parade and uh i was wearing like a full suit i was like in a in a lucifer outfit i was like you know guapo lucy you know what i mean i had my hair pulled
1: back that's right it was uh, right and, before halloween
0: Yeah, it was actually one day before halloween mm-hmm. and uh just on the side note i just want to say to everybody from Bear brass and los nahualatos, man fuck y'all for not dressing up <laughs> <laughs> but i had a blast everybody loved my costume because i was dressed like the devil i had some horns i had the red fa- uh, face paint. Um, I had some red glasses, you know, it was it was it was quite the um the imagery and then I go up and do bulls on parade, bulls with fucking horns, right? And like as soon as we start I undo my hair and uh and I start headbanging and say come with it now and like first thing you know, my glasses go this way, a horn goes that way. But <laughs> yeah. the crowd absolutely loved it and um I'm very thankful for the uh for the chance to go up and um be be in front of a beautiful audience, and also be backed by beautiful musicians who I cherish and I adore, and you know you guys are amazing. So thank you for you know just giving me that experience because it feels amazing to do that.
1: Yeah, man, that was super dope. We had a really good run starting mm-hmm. there, maybe a little mm-hmm. before that, but mm-hmm. after that, you know, we got we got called up to do um, a couple of songs that they recorded. Uh-huh. They had some video of Los Nahuatlitos performing a couple of songs. Uh, that they aired on regular TV, CW35, for Muertitos Fest.
0: Yeah, for Muertitos Fest. And that was brought to you by Ceci. Um Shout out to Amalia Ortiz. Uh, she works at SACE. At oh, wait, 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 I'm sorry. We're talking about. At, you're talking about the one at the Dakota?
1: Muertos Fest. I'm Muertos sorry. Fest. I said Muertitos. Yes, yes. Muertos yes. Fest was the one that we had two songs that we performed live, and they recorded us and uh, aired it on. The regular TV, CW35. CW. I'm on TV, ma. <laughs> that's right. But also, um, we recorded a whole set with Nahuatlatos at C for Muertitos yes. Fest. Yes.
0: Sorry, that's that's where my confusion was. And um, just to go back real quick and to also tie it in with the C thing, um, first and foremost, uh, shout out to everybody who worked on that video. The production team was amazing to work with. Um, we did have a little bit of sound issues, but we did get them corrected. And it just looks like a straight up movie, right? Yeah. And also on the note of Muertos Fest, which was uh, CW thirty-five that w- was aired on TV, um, I gotta say you know the Naulato stuff was great, but our our friend Amalia Ortiz, um, she did a she did a this amazing poem, and it's for sanitation workers, custodians, oh, yeah. cleanup crews, Shout all those type of people. Yeah. Man, she did an amazing poem. Uh, I can't wait to get the the single thing released so I can I can share it with all our viewers. And you know as as someone. You know who's in the business you know we are in the business of of sanitation as um uh you know the the, with the with the job that we do you know it's nice that in these times people understand how essential we are and you know it's not just us you know cleaning up and blah 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 it's like disinfecting protecting against germs so shout out to amalia ortiz and then also yes uh amalia is involved with sacy she is an instructor there and um we did just do muertitos fest which was uh, in the front parking lot of Ceci, And they just designed it so beautifully. Yeah. They had these big, remember the big uh, uh, catrines? They were just like, uh, the, yeah. I'm sorry, the, the the calaveras. And everything just looked super beautiful, very traditional. It looked like an altar. And we got to rock uh, for about an hour. And that'll be coming out yeah. in a couple of weeks for Dia de los Muertos.
1: Yeah, I can't wait to see that one. The first one that they aired for Muertos Fest looked and sounded great. Uh, I haven't looked to see if it's online. I'm gonna have to check check it out after this, but I'm looking forward to the Muertitos Fest footage to come out because yeah. they really they were really working it, man. They had yeah. some really nice geared cameras and lights and stuff and yeah. the setup you just talked about was it was lovely so it was. can't wait to see that
0: and they got us pizza and beer come on what else do you want man <laughs> Get shout, out to, shout, shout out to francisco cortez he was one of the uh videographers there working hard <laughs> i'm sorry i don't remember everybody's name but shout out to the entire crew over at say c and um speaking of muertos and honoring our dead uh we did have a loss here to a texas legend uh um, mr billy joe Schaefer, who's 81 uh unfortunately he did pass away and you know he's a Texas legend, so we had to talk about him and um and honor him a little bit. Uh but also we did have a a death in the hip hop community. This up and comer named King Vaughn. He was actually killed in Chicago a few days ago. Um you know violence man you know right now the 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 last thing we need is violence and um yeah you know i know he was a very beloved young man i don't listen to a lot of his music i heard some of it you know it's very uh it's very nuanced you know it's like neo neo trap oh uh so you know <clears throat> anybody dying over something silly is never a good thing so let's try to let's try to lead with love and and um and not have so many dead to honor over things that aren't you know worth dying over um, And speaking about someone who's actually dead to us now.
1: <laughs> Did you hear, man? Chingo oh, Bling? Oh, my God. He's a Trump supporter? That's crazy. Like Chingo. What is the deal with that? Come on, gringo Bling. He went from <laughs> they can't deport us all to build that wall.
0: Come on, man. Um, I've actually been watching a lot of the stuff he's been doing online. And he came out. Uh you know, he came out with the video that said he was in support of Donald Trump and he came out with sombrero and a sarape. I was just like, Man, you're fucking up, dude. That's that's already kind of disrespectful, right? Yeah. And he says he's a he's a Trump supporter because he's conservative and blah blah blah. Okay, cool, you're entitled to your opinions. But people have gone so against him. Right, like I I I put a comment and like a hundred and fifty people liked it, and it wasn't. I didn't disrespect the man, but you know I said yeah this, like, the comment <laughs> that you had made earlier, and a bunch of people liked it, um, and you know now him and his wife because they have a podcast and he's going on a comedy tour and all that stuff. They started backpedaling a lot of stuff. Oh really? And now they're shitting bricks, man. And they, like they they like days after they they announced it. They put this thing that says, "Hey, here's something we can all agree on: uh, tacos 2020." It's just like those th- those <laughs> sort of things just don't hit the same way anymore. Nah, you know, he was secure. He had a very loyal fan base, and he just really disrespected that fan base uh, by choosing to support Donald Trump. And now his career is kind of under fire, man. And I feel bad for the guy because I am a Chingo Bling fan, and um, you know, I just. I'm not sure what, what he was thinking, but now him and his wife are putting out really aggressive videos where they're just like, well, we're entitled to our political views, and like, and like and you can tell they're starting to lose their credibility, yeah, yeah, that and that's going to affect their pockets, and they're getting closer to kind of like that cancel culture yeah. type of uh, scene, but I hope that doesn't happen. That would be a silly thing, because he's a very talented guy,
1: Yeah. but... That's crazy how that works out, you know what I mean? People come out and say some things like that more day, more so like these days if if somebody like that turns out to be like a trump supporter right. people are like what what the hell that's that's really weird it just doesn't mix right it's no some no, weird no, 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 cognitive dissonance with that right and sure. it's like it's hard to come back from that when you're a, someone like Jingle Sure. Sure. It, it, it
0: it's it's too polarizing an issue yeah and people are a lot of people are married to their beliefs at this point and um it's it's hard to get people back on your side, man, after, after a deception like that, you know? So, yeah, God bless Chingo Blame, man. I wish the best for you, man. But, uh, like, I'll to the way. You're, you're right, man.
1: though. You know what I mean? People got their rights to their opinions and stuff, you know? Because if, if they can't say something, then that means we can't say yeah. something on this side. It's like, I get it. It's cool. You're entitled to your wrong opinion. I get that. That's cool. You know what I yeah. mean? But... Yeah, it would, it. Like, <laughs> it would be
0: like it would be like Lil Pump going to a Donald Trump rat. Oh wait, that did happen, it, didn't it?
1: Damn it. Oh shit.
0: Shit. <laughs> Never mind that one. Wipe it off the board. <laughs> um, but besides that, um uh, Biden is the president elect. Yeah. So we have that to look forward to. The only thing that I'm not looking forward to is any kind of violence or anything that becomes incendiary in our country and um maybe causes problems uh there's a lot of buildings here even in san antonio that are starting to board up all oh, over yeah. washington That's they're right. sending more uh, security to biden and you know i i really hope that we can all be mature about it and be able to look each other in the face and just say "Fuck donald trump ah uh, yeah Fuck donald trump <laughs> <laughs> no i'm just kidding but seriously 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 let's lead with love okay We gave Trump four years. We gave him a shot. He fucked it up. If he would have gotten another four, I would have said, if Trump's the guy, Trump's the guy, but he's got a lot of fucking work to do, and he better start uniting this country. But that's not how it turned out. So let's please, everybody, stay calm. Stop giving each other dirty looks. (laughs) If you're Black Lives Matter, if you're Proud Boys, if you're Antifa, if you're QAnon, if you're this, you're that, you're human first. So let's fucking chill man. We got bigger shit to we got f- bigger fish to fry. Um right now we're 9 months into this pandemic and numbers are spiking. We're going up again. Yesterday we hit another grim milestone and we reached excuse me, 120 cases, 120,000 cases in one day. Okay? <laughs> yeah. uh, the UK is going back on lockdown, you know. I, and and I know that we're not the best about staying home, but when we are out, we mask up. And yeah. we are safe. We try to keep distances, wash hands frequently, hand mm-hmm. sanitizers, uh, table sanitizers, all that good stuff. Like at the Dakota, we've always practiced safe guidelines uh, for being able to continue to be human and make music happen yeah. and do all that stuff.
1: Yeah, man. These are calculated risks that we take. Absolutely. You have to be smart about it. We just got to make sure that we're good with ourselves. Absolutely. You know, make sure you're good with yourself out there. Like, Keep yourself clean and be considerate. Be considerate of your surroundings and people around you, right?
0: Yeah, absolutely, man. And uh, it's like that. And that's just the way it is. Why does it got to be like that? Why it got to be like that? I don't know, man. But um, we're actually going to go ahead and get into the song of the episode. It's actually called Porque, which is Spanish for "why." And this is a collaboration that we are doing with our guest today E-Sab, epic son of a beast, a.k.a. Ariel. Uh, she's hopping on the song. She's doing some uh, some singing, some vocalizing, because she's an amazing singer. We're actually going to be right back uh, to interview her for the podcast. So stick around. We're going to listen to the song, and we'll be right back with Isab. Fuck Donald Trump. Fuck Donald Trump. Fuck Donald Trump. <laughs> Just fuck him. <laughs> Every time we meet, we should fight fire with water. Why so many choose to be drama marauders? We should be building fam instead, we slaughter the chance for change with our sons and daughters. That's a dark future we need to try. Not enough loving good people. Someone tell me why Boy, you can't hit me like that to kill them. This is my plan of attack, and I don't hold back. God's blueprints, I just tune in and smooth and ruin before the fusion. Don't sweat the small stuff; it would be wise. Put your equal to the side. That's how you compromise. Baptize, don't chastise. Overanalyze your guys and equalize your lies, and you can ask. ¿Por qué? ¿Por qué? Welcome back to the Trigger Words podcast. We are joined by a very special guest. She is an educator, a professional singer, and now a nonprofit director. We are joined by Esab, Epic Son of a Beast, a.k.a. Ariel. Ariel, welcome to the podcast. Hello.
1: Thank you for joining us. Thank We've you. been looking forward to this interview for a while.
0: Yes, yes we have. And um, and we started it with great energy. I was actually over at your house today, um, and I was helping crawl out. Shout out to Craw House. Um, you and I actually both shared a room. Like not at the same time, but you stayed in a room that I used to stay in, yes. and Ethan, who's also a, a, a colleague here on the show, stayed in that room. So it's only it's only uh, amazing people that sleep in that in those four walls at Craw's House. <laughs> but uh, I went over there today, and I saw you, and that's actually where I found out that uh, Joe Biden was elected president. And the reason I found out was because I was outside with Corral, garage was open, and uh, Andre pulls up, blasting, Fuck Donald Trump! (laughs) Fuck Donald Trump! And then I was just like, Ariel, did did Joe Biden win? And you're just like, I don't know, I'm gonna go get some food. (laughs) Oh yeah, that's what's up. So it started on a high note, and I'm glad that you made it to here to talk to us. And now you're in the hot seat, so I'm just gonna cut right to it. I'm ready to get into it, man. You ready to get man. into it? Can get I get into it? Into it? Sips coffee. <laughs> <laughs> Ariel, you once told me, once upon a time, that you are 50% diva and 50% bitch. I told and you that? I. You told me that. Oh, okay. You told me that, and then I just wanted to know, has that percentage changed? And if so, what's it looking like these <laughs> days?
2: <laughs> um... Probably, I think I said this before, the bitch percentage has gone up a little bit. Oh, dang. But yeah, it's pretty much the same, yeah, you know, about
1: 60-40. 60-40, okay, solid 60-40. Those are some good numbers, good (laughs) metrics, good metrics to have. Good, that's good so you're from Dallas right yes D town
0: we from Dallas baby freak freak Zoe. Oh, yeah, <laughs> oh, no, yeah. Well, well, I'm
2: from like Plano so okay. people complain they're like oh it's just yes um, yeah they complain but yeah I'm from Dallas I'm from North Dallas
1: yeah it's very different from here San Antonio say town um, what do you like most about San Antonio and what do you dislike the most about it? Mm,
2: I love San Antonio. Well, mostly because it's where I went to school at UTSA. I graduated here, so I have a lot of support, a lot of friends like you guys here. And um, yeah, it's a lot different from Dallas because Dallas, I've been in those two places at way two different points of my life. So Mm -hmm. yeah, Dallas was fun and is fun but san antonio is a little more fun right now because i'm having a little more fun where i'm at in my life right now
1: that's good that's good (laughs) do you have a favorite san antonio restaurant or kind of Mm.
2: food here oh my god only only the good only
0: the right questions here
2: yes no san antonio (laughs) has so much good food and i i don't know if i have a favorite i love asian food so i think my favorite place is probably
1: Sings of Mary. Oh, oh yeah, it's really yes. good place. I like that spot
0: too. Oh wait, isn't there a place also called Sings right here in Fredericksburg that does Indian food? Oh, the Simms. That's Simmis. I'm sorry. I'm tripping. Oh. I'm tripping. I'm tripping. I'm tripping. I was like, "No. No.
2: We to Give me Sings."
3: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so,
0: so besides like obviously like your friends and family, um, what do you miss the most about Dallas? And a uh, follow-up question, are you a Cowboys fan?
2: <laughs> um no I do not <laughs> you heard it folks you no, heard it no not like that I'm just not a sports person but um uh, I like I think I just like Dallas because it's just a nice place to live like it's um yeah it's just a nice place to live I guess <laughs> I don't really have much to say just nice nice place to see. visit these days yeah just nice, nice place to visit yeah, yeah
0: but you're still gonna come back home to San Antonio right
2: yeah.
1: There's yeah. a lot of stuff to do in Dallas. Last time I was there, I uh checked out Deep Ellum. Have you been there? Yes. It is a lot of fun out there. There's a lot of venues and places to drink and it's a good time. Hope to get to check it out again soon.
2: It is. Yeah, I like Deep Ellum. I like the the arts district. I just I guess I haven't been to Dallas as much as I've been in San Antonio and Austin and South Texas. I really like South Texas cuz also cuz I like the nature down here Texas. I mean, Dallas is like I don't
3: know. more we of guess. a
0: metropolis
2: Yeah, it's more of a metropolis. It's flatter. It's like a little more less warm. trees.
0: <laughs> less trees. So. Yeah. We need those to breathe. Yeah. We but the party party
2: life goes goes off, but everything Yeah.
0: No on. doubt. No yeah. doubt. No <laughs> doubt. No oh, doubt. No cool. doubt. No doubt.
1: So, you got a lot of different responsibilities that keep you active right now, whether it's music or you know, teaching or all the teaching, yeah. creating um Did you grow up in a musical household?
2: I did. I did, cause my grandmother sang jazz, and then my mom sings jazz, je- sings sings jazz and gospel and R&B. So like, that's three. Yeah, all three of us. My mom, oh,
1: okay. her mom, and me. So um, would you say that your family supports your musical yes. endeavors? Yeah, for sure. Cool, cool.
0: That's beautiful. That's beautiful. I wish. I wish that uh. Because you know, my my parents were both musical, they met in a band, too, but my mom was always busy working, so you know i didn't I didn't get to get too much of that um experience uh, mm-hmm. just being with like having like my mom sings too, but as y'all know, I fucking my voice is just uh-uh.
2: I'm the gender. Gender. <laughs> I've, I've been
0: working on it. I've been working was on getting
2: it. there, baby steps.
0: Thank you for noticing <laughs> <laughs> so um. Uh, your stage name, mm-hmm. Um, I'd love to hear the story. I don't think that I've heard it yet. For those that don't know, it's Esob short for Epic Son of a Beast. Um, can you just to kind of talk to us about what the origin is? Like, what, what made you decide to take that as your stage name and what it means to you?
2: Mm. It actually is not that deep of a story. Um,
1: <laughs>
2: it was just Epic Son. So I was like, I was going to say Son of a Beast sleep you know the b word. Yeah. And then I was like, no, so I put beast in front. And then I was like, well, I kind of wanted to sound like a band and not just like one person. Oh, um so I was like, oh son of a beast. Like, I like that. It doesn't I bet that'll like look
0: just, good on a marquee. You know,
2: I mean, it better. No.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: it will. Yeah. Cool. So, um you know in hip hop, uh A lot of these dudes, they like to say, like, yo, man, give me your top five. Who's your top five? Uh, you know, who's your favorite hop uh, favorite hip hop cats, right? I want to ask you your top five, but of singers. Oh, okay. I was
2: like, don't ask me You're like, hip-hop.
0: oh. I don't know. You're just like, uh, uh, <laughs> half the Wu Tang Clan. <laughs>
2: Beyonce, Nicki Minaj. No, that doesn't. Okay. Um,. Ooh, top five. Okay, let me start from the top and then work my way down. So number one would be probably Mariah Carey. Okay. Because she's my favorite songwriter and she's also a phenomenal vocalist. So like most of these people are gonna be like very good vocalists, not just like singers, you mm-hmm.
0: know, like vocalists. And she's. So, I just wanna include, she's a great show woman too.
2: Exactly. She's
0: great on stage.
2: So, okay, Mariah, mm-hmm. number one. Number two will probably be Beyonce right underneath just because I really admire her work ethic in the music industry she works very very hard and yes I just love and then um, number three will probably be Erica
0: Baddoo. Ooh, I was waiting.
2: Um, <laughs> obviously because we're both from the same city. We from
0: Dallas, baby. And
2: then stylistically, like neo soul. I grew up with my mom listening to neo soul. So like when Maxwell and Jill, Jill would be number four. Or, oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Jill from Philly. Jill from Philly, and then under that, I don't know who would be under.
0: Tony Braxton. No, I'm just kidding. No. <laughs> too too low, right?
2: <laughs> no, well Tony's fine. It's just Shaka Khan? No, no, Shaka.
1: Who would
2: it be? Who would say? Mariah Beyonce. No. Mariah, Beyonce, Badu. Badu, Jill. Jill. Who down here? Oh, not down
1: there,
2: but who up his mm-hmm. right there? <laughs> <laughs> no, can I just say four? That's it. I can't think of anybody okay. else. It's, it's
1: too hard of a decision. decision. If it... you think about it later, just throw it in there. Okay. Yeah. But that's a good, that's a great list. You know, I, I can hear all those influences whenever you perform and sing. So.
0: Absolutely. It's really good. Absolutely. Yeah. And I remember that when we first met, because uh, you are the front woman of Radio Tierra, a band that we both play in, I remember the first thing that I heard you sing was some Erica Badu, and I was like, that's it. I was like, that's it. I don't want nobody else. You're, you're fucking hired, dude. I don't even care.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so, um, you know, many of us creatives and artists, we shed a lot of our complacent skin when COVID put the world on pause. Mm-hmm. It forced all of us into a cocoon of art creation. You know, for example, Art and I started doing this podcast. Mm-hmm. We also released the album, right? The The, the dwip. The dwip. So we, <laughs> we had a lot, of, uh, a lot of time to be creative and stuff, you know, mm-hmm. like... Um, you know, what about for you? For the during the pandemic, what what helped inspire your growth and spread your your wings to fly?
2: Yeah, that's a great question because
1: only great
0: questions on this podcast. I mean, clearly. <laughs> so, I mean, yeah, no. Um, I,
2: I okay. So during the pandemic, one of the big things I did because I was just left with like so much idle time was like I got a routine together. So I just would like write in my planner. I don't know whether that was waking up, going grocery shopping and doing, excuse me, simple things. And then out of that grew like ideas, like y'all know I love to cook and dinner Mm -hmm. parties. And then out of that grew, you know, ideas about my nonprofit and events and stuff like that. So I guess the pandemic has gotten me, gave me a chance to get in line, get routine done. And then through these awesome routines I've built, I've been able to build really good habits and then do really cool things like, you know, we're soon going to get into, but like the fundraiser that I I plan Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and teaching and, all the other hats
0: that I wear, so yeah. So, I was gonna say, uh, so through teaching, uh, you actually found that there is a discrepancy in a lot of households due to the pandemic, now that a lot of uh, education has moved online, Mm -hmm. and you saw that uh, internet is a little bit of an issue amongst uh, lower income families, and you you actually came up with something that you're working on right now uh, to help with that. Can you tell us a little bit about what that is?
2: Yes. So, well, what I put together was, so I'm starting a nonprofit. it's called The Green Belt, Mm -hmm. but what I put together for the kids and the internet accessibility is, the campaign is called SA Connect Kids. So I'm actually having to rework this a little bit, Um, but yeah, I'm supposed to be providing money for kids to get internet hotspots. So that they can you know do their remote learning throughout whatever um, a lot of our students in San Antonio deal with high amounts of homelessness so you could have you know maybe at grandmother's you have a router you have internet access and you have a hotspot but then when you go to mom's house you don't have it anymore so there are just so many factors that go into kids having uh, access to internet, you know, other than it just being at their house. Like, there's so many things that that are going into why kids don't have access to internet,
0: so. Yeah, well, that's amazing. And um, even even now, more than ever, they need it. Um, I, I actually just got hip to something that I heard you speak on uh, on another interview that you gave, which is the COVID slide, or the, the GAP, what is it called? Can you talk to us a little bit about that, too? Yeah,
2: so the COVID slide is basically, It can be compared to like the summer slide. So when students leave for school for a long time, um, they lose a lot of that information and instruction because they they aren't recalling it every day like they were when they were in school during the normal school year. So what happened was they lost out on a lot of that information and uh, on a lot of that knowledge and a lot of that learning through COVID. So, um, yeah, so, I mean, you can be in eighth grade, you know, and not be at grade level. Sure, sure. So, especially if during COVID you left off seventh grade, you know, you're in eighth grade now this year, but you left off COVID in the middle of seventh grade. So, yeah, the the slide and the gap in learning from COVID on top of maybe being, you know, um, poor, on top of all the other things, the COVID slide and that gap in learning is, is widening. Yeah.
1: So mm-hmm. I've, I've heard about that. You know, I've heard a lot of kids throughout COVID um, pretty much fell off and were not able to keep up with their studies or yep. their grades or anything. I didn't realize that was called the COVID slide.
2: Yeah. I mean, I, I'm not going to dub it that, but the, I've heard it referred to yeah. that. Yeah, and, yeah. Um, and yeah, it's a real thing.
1: Is
0: it as fun as the electric slide?
2: Definitely not. (laughs)
1: Definitely not. Well, maybe for the kids because they don't want (laughs) to do their work. You know what I mean? They're like, forget that. But, you know, it's important. they got to get back into it.
2: Yeah, yeah. Because, yeah, and that's a good point. So the kids can be like, oh, you know, for now. But in the long run, especially depending on which grade, you know, you're in, especially if you're like in middle school, that's very, it's very important that you set yourself on a trajectory for high school so that, you know, you set up those habits and then in middle school and carry them on to high school. So COVID is making it a lot harder for kids yeah. to build those habits yeah. so that they're successful in high school because there's just so much going and,
0: on. And you know what's something I think about all the time too is um, talk about, talk about uh, people that are, whose futures are just kind <laughs> of, messed up is like I think of like the class of twenty twenty, right? The 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 class that got to graduate as the pandemic was happening, right? Mm-hmm. And they were they just said, All right, I guess we're passing everybody. Everybody gets to graduate, right? And then like I wonder sometimes it's like, okay, it's great, you got your you got your your high school diploma now. They you know, they pretty much just let everybody have it. But I wonder like, what did you miss out from uh your senior year, right? The last year and possibly the most crucial year you know, what, like, what are these kids leaving school without, you know, with that, with that last year of experience? And also the kids that are transitioning, like you said, like, for example, a kid going from 5th grade to 6th grade. Like, that's a big leap going to, uh, from uh, elementary school to middle school. Or yeah. going from, like, pre-K to, like, elementary. You yeah. know, all, all those transitions. So, yeah. I can't even begin to imagine.
2: Yeah, I don't know. I think, I don't know if they're missing something like... Well, yeah, I think they're they're missing experience more than anything like I guess just the experience of I'm thinking about myself. I'm sorry being a a first-year teacher and me missing out on the experience of like I don't know having you know people come in to help me do my room and decorate my room or yeah, so th- I think there's a lot of like a first year things that are happening if you're a first year thing happening in 2020 that yeah, yeah. you just miss out on the the the, the normal experience cuz mm-hmm. now I wouldn't say it's a bad experience. It's just a covid.
0: Well, <laughs> you're you're pioneering, you're pioneering an experience. This is our this is everybody's first pandemic, right? Is it? The, nobody's yeah. ever lived through a pandemic in 100 years like this. So none, nobody in our generation has gone through a pandemic so sometimes like I have you know Felipe and we all work for the district we all have different positions mm-hmm. and you know sometimes so the teachers tell me hey we, all, I needed this or I needed that or blah, blah blah and I just hey this is my first pandemic you gotta come yeah, to some I slack we're still <laughs> learning everything you know yeah. we have to help each other out and um, you know as, as, as people who Felipe and I people who have actually been there uh, Pre-COVID, in a school setting, and I, I know that you have as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but I know that this is like your first official year teaching. Mm-hmm. Like it, it's like camaraderie. There's like um, there's unity. There's humanity in being able to hug and and give kids fist bumps and you know, hugging teachers when they feel sad and you know, mm-hmm. stuff like that. And that's a lot of things that are unfortunately being robbed from you. But also, it's important to remember that you are leading. You know. A new way of life. So mm-hmm. it's only gonna be what we make it. So
2: true, very true. Mm-hmm.
0: Well, um, is there is there anything that you would like to plug as far as for the uh, for the nonprofit? Any way that they can uh, follow you or anywhere that they can go? I don't know if you started with the website yet well, anything like that. It's
2: I haven't started much. It's mm-hmm. actually pretty new. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, I know I was s- discussing with Felipe on Instagram. Um, yeah. So the the green belt is pretty new. Yeah. Yeah. Um and baby steps. You guys attended the first private fundraising, yeah. right? So and it was basically lit. my idea it was lit. Yeah. It really was, you know, I'm not
3: gonna front.
2: Um, but yeah, the idea behind starting my nonprofit the Greenbelt was uh, my first initiative is helping kids get internet access. But the general cause behind it is all things STEAM related. Right. So if you don't know what STEAM means, it means science, technology, engineering, art, and math. So that movement is really important to me because I'm super interested in all of those things. Um, and I always have been, especially because obviously I, I am a science teacher. So I think, and then uh, using that movement and all of those things to help us move forward. And I think um, I'm very like with the green initiative and saving our earth and the planet. So that's part of, you know, what's um, the green belt. That's part of what's um, in the name and what that means. And so, and also it's um, towards all local Texas businesses. So I'm here to support all local Texas business, businesses and um, and the kids especially, so all things education
1: related. Well, that's great. That's such a great cause, you know, yeah. to be a part Beautiful. of and to have gotten going, getting started. So all y'all out there, be on the lookout.
0: Come on, y'all. Show, her
1: show her on some support. We need to start online. throwing some money into ESAB, this. And she's been Talking about it, she'll be talking about it a lot more, I'm sure. The Green yeah. Belt, the okay. Green
2: Belt, you can yeah. follow me on Facebook, it's just the Green Belt, and then, um, yeah, and then Funly, I'm doing my campaign essay connect kids through Funly, and that's also on my Facebook if you guys want to check that. Out yes and yeah, we, sure. will, we
0: will uh if you can send me a link i'll go ahead and put it on the show's description yes. so you can go and donate directly uh thank you very much for that ariel we actually do have some uh, listener questions from the podcast so okay. we're gonna go through a little bit of a lightning round asking you some questions that uh some of the people that follow you and that know you uh are curious about okay uh who do we got first Our buddy Ryan Espitia, a Mm -hmm. trombone player, he asks... Oh, actually, you know what? Let's start with Luis's because I think his ties into Ryan's. Okay. So Luis says, how has teaching influenced your daily life?
2: Oh, my God. (laughs) And that's
0: Luis Gonzalez, by the way.
2: (laughs) It's influenced it a lot. as a first-year teacher, I'm just like, wow, the, especially all the hats that I have to juggle, all the, all the expectations um, that we're held to, it's a lot. So I'm definitely a lot more organized than I used to be, <laughs> um, especially, and I used to think I was tech-savvy, and I am tech-savvy, but I'm not... Um, like teacher tech savvy so all the folders all the spreadsheets all the it just took me to a whole nother level of organization and it kind of bleeds into the nonprofit too because the way I executed that was very teacher like very uh yeah very organized and type a so it's just oh my god it's changed me a lot
0: <laughs> god wants you to shine that's why he's challenging
1: you Okay. Well, Ryan asks, he had a couple of questions. One ties in with Luis's question. Um, How have you balanced your teaching career and your music career?
2: Well, there's really no need to balance because I don't have a music (laughs) career right now. I just do a couple of gigs, but I wouldn't say that I have a career to where... It's taking up any significant amount of time, right, but right. um. Yeah, I think my non-profit is taking more of my time up mm-hmm. right now than uh, music is in, in teaching. So that would be the answer to that. I've dedicated most of my time to my private event that I've just had with the Greenbelt and the Halloween party, the Fall Beast Feast, Lit. and trying to rack in <laughs> donations that way. Next. So <laughs> that's what I've been doing. <laughs>
1: he has a follow-up question no with flex. that as well. Um, you already mentioned um, earlier your your inspirations, your favorite singers, yes. but he also wants, he wants to know um, what or who encouraged you to pursue singing?
2: My mom, probably. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely my mom, cause she's always singing around the house and being, you know, crazy and dancing the way I am. So, yeah, definitely just, you know, somewhat mirroring my mom and what she does and definitely wanting to sing and, I'm not the type of person who wants to be the center of attention, but I do like to sing, and I do like the reward of people noticing that I took the time to, you know, work on my craft and sound good. So, yeah.
1: Beautiful.
0: One of my favorite memories is uh, is when you uh, invited me to play with you at the Dakota, and then uh, somebody yelled out to do Tyrone, and you just, we just. Oh, Busted no. that out real quick. Oh my Nothing. God. <laughs> it's so good. I love your adaptability and being able to just kind of play to crowds individually and very, it, it's very intimate. Your shows are very intimate, you know? Yeah, I so. try
2: to. It's scary because. <clears throat> i don't know people make me nervous yeah
0: like, hey that's that's <laughs> a normal human thing that's a super uh and like you say you don't like being the center of attention and like right. but but you force yourself to be when you're on stage right. and it's very apparent so absolutely props active. to you um our our homie joaquin muerte yes. he leaves a question for you and he uh, he asks who he has two questions he okay. asks who is your biggest influence musically and i think he me. i'm i'm sorry Yeah, oh, he did say who. Who is your biggest influence musically? And I guess that doesn't have to be an artist. Okay. And then he says anything that outside of music that inspires you.
2: Ooh, okay. I'll start with the latter question. Um, I love, like, horror films and, like, horror movies. So a lot of the things that I write um, can be, like, Colored, you know, darkly and be kind of melancholy. Um, So yeah, that's probably where I pull inspiration. And then my own life, which is sort of annoying, but
0: yeah. Is it also a horror story? Uh, (laughs) Uh, There are certain chapters. Yeah, certain
2: parts. I was like, yeah, the parts that I write about can be. uh,
0: yeah, you definitely do have some very deep music about like very personal experiences. Yes. and I love those like some like like you have a country tune that I just absolutely love. Yes. Yeah, I yeah. To go no. So that. I like that. Yeah. I never knew you were into horror movies. Fuck yeah. That's, oh, excuse my language. No, no, you're uh, you, you yeah. good. Fuck, uh, fuck Donald Trump. No wait. <laughs> fuck
2: Donald
0: Trump. <laughs> Y'all crazy. Yeah. No, yeah. I yes, I
2: love horror my favorite
0: that's awesome you know the stuff that that really scares me is stuff like black mirror that to me is true horror like when I see like uh you know freddy or like you know the typical kind of like like it's very intentionally horror and very very not real conjuring stuff that doesn't really scare me but when I watch like black mirror like oh shit that could happen like that is real that could really happen that real life
1: shit Yeah, yeah that's crazy it's a different type of horror yeah so the big homie, King Craw, shout King out to Craw. Craw. He asks, <laughs> yes, he asks, what's your favorite science topic?
2: <gasps> oh my God! Yes, this is my favorite question. Um, <laughs> oh, you
1: did, it, Craw. <laughs>
2: My favorite, probably Earth and Space Science is yes. my favorite. Just because, and that's the unit we're in now. Just because it's so interesting. I've always been interested since I was a young girl. So I love black holes. I love talking about the way our planet rotates and what causes seasons and just like the simple, cool, fun stuff. And and I love teaching science because... COVID kinda stopped this, but science is a very hands on subject. Mm-hmm. So I love all the projects and all the labs and all the demos that I get to create. And the students also really get into it as well. So yeah, like right now we're in um the lunar cycle unit and so Ooh. they're loving it. They're I think we're gonna do something with Oreos, you know how you eat half the Oreos. Oh, wow. Show you the moon phases and fun stuff like that. So yeah, earth and space.
0: Did you earth. see that they just found water on the moon? They just found it? They, yeah. Oh, wait, 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 wait. Was it the moon or Mars? It was Mars, Probably right? Mars. Probably Mars. both. Mars, yeah. yeah.
2: There's some <laughs> crazy stuff going on yeah. on Mars. Y- so, yeah.
0: y- you know what blows my mind the most about the whole space thing, which is, you guys know, it's my whole aesthetic. I love anything that has to do with space and nebulas and all that stuff. Um, uh, the thing that really blows my mind is there's a place so big and so vast. It's called Space. It's just <laughs> space. That shit blows my mind, man. I love it. I just I remember when I was a kid, I used to fall asleep uh, reading reading books about space and stars. And you know, I don't remember half that shit. But yeah. anytime I'm in the in the space zone, I'm I'm definitely at home. So yes. I feel that. I definitely feel
1: that. Yeah, like whenever Bay says she needs space, you just point at the sky at her. <laughs> there right we go, there, baby.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs>
0: You're right there with the stars, honey. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, I think this is our last listener question. Uh, our homie Vicky Morales, yes. you know Vicky? She was at your at your nonprofit party. Yes, she was. Uh, shout out to Vicky. She says lightning round. Okay. Pandemic lockdown part two happens. Do you barricade with your friends? What are you eating? What are you listening to? And what spirits are you drinking?
2: Okay. Yes, I guess I would barricade with my friends, and we're eating cheeses and fruits and Let's wine. Let's go. What are
0: those trays called? Like uh,
2: charcuterie boys. That's yes. the charcuterie.
0: charcuterie. Charcuterie. Spell charcuterie.
2: C H A U. No, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> I, was like, I, don't I don't know. like so so a
0: cheerleader, man. dude.
2: <laughs> 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 I don't know but no yeah uh wine probably um
1: and what are you listening to uh, what's the first record you put on
2: it's called raising sand it's by um allison cross and george plant i think oh, which ooh. is typically not what i listen to but i love that album it's so relaxed.
0: Dope, dope. Amazing. We're gonna have to check that out. I haven't. I don't even. I'm not even familiar with it at all. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Sorry, I'm a nerd. <laughs> it can be a little. Sometimes it gets a little white. You
0: know, hey, like, song, for the <laughs> white, white. <people.
2: laughs> Love them, but
0: you know. Um. And she asked uh one more bonus round. She said, "Would you have done anything different in the first pandemic?"
2: No, I did everything great. There
0: you go. No cap. Yes. I
2: love yes. it. I, love no
0: it. I fucking love it. There you go, folks. <laughs> She's set. And we are just so proud of your success, whether it's in music, the nonprofit, uh, whether you're teaching.
2: Oh, and yeah, I'm sorry. <laughs> to cut, just to cut, to answer one of your questions again, because you asked me about um, like taking that time off during the pandemic. So part of taking that time off was I didn't get on Instagram for like, I think about four or three months. I had left Instagram to like study for my teacher's test and do things like that. Yeah. So leaving social media was like really crazy experience because I was telling Krog who mm-hmm. I live with. Mm-hmm. I was like, now like my brain is lighter versus like when I'm looking at Instagram all day cause like The amount of energetic interactions you have like with each post anything with each thing like even this picking up this or you know talking to you or having this conversation with this person is like a little bit more baggage you pick up every single day or every single moment so like leaving social media I had a lot more original thoughts a lot more original just movements throughout your my day. Your brain's not hijacked. Yes, your yeah. brain's exactly not hijacked and you can really plant you know, your seeds and your ideas, which is why I say, I wouldn't say I did everything right during the pandemic, but I would say that I did what I was thinking and what I wanted to do, not what I saw other people mm-hmm. doing.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And, w- and actually, we have been talking about this a lot on the podcast, and we've been talking about a lot about this documentary called uh, "The Social Dilemma." Have you seen that? Mm-hmm. Isn't it fantastic? Mm-hmm. Um, I, I saw it, you know, a few weeks ago. I think around the time that it, that it came out, and uh, th- the one thing I got away from it you know obviously I'm still on social media you know I'm I'm, I'm working very hard with Los Nahualatos and I got music projects this podcast and it requires a lot of social media yeah. but one thing that I do apply to my life now is I have no notifications on my phone mm. zero so if you message me on Instagram you message me on messenger all that stuff I don't see that stuff I don't get a notification for it it's just if I pull up my phone and I actually you click on the it. app I have to click on the app, like, uh, shout out to Ricky Ray. Uh, He sends me just an insane amount of messages, just like posts and look at this video and what did this person say? And he always asks me, can I get your opinion on it? I'm like, dude, you sent me 10 things. Which one do you want my opinion on? (laughs) You know,
2: you gotta pick one. You gotta pick one. I just, you know, it's
0: too much. So I'm so happy to hear you say that. Um, That is is awesome. And I'm glad you took that break. And I'm glad it made you a better person and you're on to bigger and better onto bigger but I just got something on my nose no oh okay.
2: I, <laughs> I thought she was just was like, scratching my oh, nose oh okay because <laughs> <laughs> Sa-
0: sometimes Sarah Sarah during the show she'll be like well she'll be like stop slouching you know she'll like tell me and I was just like "Is my <laughs> I <was on."> like, <laughs> <laughs> right the whole time I just got like a booger like down in here nobody booger, tells me nothing no no boogers <laughs> Okay. <laughs> but anyways, um we are happy that you joined us today. Thank you so much. We're so proud of you. We're happy to call you friend and I'm glad that you met Sarah and you crossed paths with us and I hope that we work together in the future much more. We actually do have a song that's uh that we're working on, but because of the pandemic it's a little hard to mm-hmm. get together at Matador and go record and all that. It's a project yes. with Louise. Um and you're also going to help us out on this episode as well with some of the music and yeah. some vocals. So um, um, do you have any last words? Anything else you want to tell to the people? Talk yo shit. Mm,
2: <laughs> no, just go donate to SA Funly, SA Connect or not SA Funly. Funly SA Connect Kids. Yeah, just go donate to my nonprofit. Go mm-hmm.
0: donate, yeah. y'all. Come on. <laughs> that is Ariel aka Esob, Epic Son of a Beast. Thank you for joining us. We're going to jump into this skit. Blah
2: how
0: <laughs> <laughs> out Blow. yeah okay boys and girls everybody grab a shot let's fucking go
2: yes please my body is so ready
0: bring it in y'all I'd like to propose a toast talk to him
2: make it quick I'm trying to get day drunk
0: I just want to say. Although we were nominated for the Gina Day's Musica y Cultura Award for Best Local Band by that wannabe music writer from the Contemporary, Corcopio Beauregard, we need to remember what this award means. We need to remember that a magazine like the Contemporary are rigged and they don't represent the people.
1: Yeah, sell sellout posers, nobody even listens to Gina Day's.
2: They should change the name of the magazine to What's Currently Whack.
0: Hell yeah. That's why I fuck with y'all and this amazing band. Y'all understand and see through the bullshit politics. You guys are some of the most consistent motherfuckers I know.
2: Come on, bro. You're preaching to the choir. I'm ready to rage.
0: Couldn't have said it better, Tony. Bring it in, y'all. Lava Fountain on three. One, two.
2: Let's get it, fuckers!
3: the Love Love Fountain!
2: <claps> Woo!
0: Ah. God damn. Mm. Ah, smooth.
2: <clears throat> <clears throat> <clears throat> Tastes like sex feels.
1: Yo, what time are they announcing the results for this bullshit anyway? The Contemporary Magazine's Instagram says they are releasing the results at noon. So any minute now, I guess.
2: I bet the winner will be a shitty band who only cares about their looks and how many followers they have.
1: Well, that's what you get with a music writer like Corcopio Beauregard. I can't stand his ass. He only puts his friends on. That's why no real bands ever get a shot. It's always the San Anto cuties who are always featured. Man, fuck them.
0: Nobody respects those clowns anyway. It's always the same names and same faces on the contemporary.
2: They are so pretentious. Totally don't deserve the award. Whoever wins.
1: I can't wait to bash whoever wins this shit. Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. I'm out for blood, bro. Fuck the system.
0: It's not like anyone ends up being famous after winning one of these meaningless awards. Oh shit. What time is it? Have they announced it?
2: It's 12.02.
0: Results should be up. Alright. Who wants to do the honors?
2: I'll do it okay instagram search the contemporary okay here we go the winner of the 2020 gina days musica y cultura award brought to you by the contemporary for best local band is no i don't believe it
1: what who won
2: the winner is... Lava Fountain!
0: Ha ha, very funny. Seriously, come on, tell us.
1: Yeah, don't fuck around like that.
2: I'm dead ass, look.
1: Let me see. Holy shit, we won! No fucking way, let me
0: check it out. And the winner for Best Band in San Anto at Lava Fountain?
2: Is this real life?
1: Whoa, we fucking won! Oh my god you think Gina days knows who we are now
0: we did it guys we finally got recognized by a legit publication the contemporary is super dope
2: oh man I'm gonna have to change my hair and go on a diet you know because we're totally going to blow up for sure now
1: yeah not only that people better start respecting us Porcopio Beauregard is totally legit and gives us credibility.
0: I'm not trying to be egotistical or pretentious, but we deserve this award.
1: Yeah, I agree. I really hope people don't start talking shit. If you just randomly bash people for their accomplishments, we will never move forward as a scene and as a city.
0: For real. People are such hypocrites. They better not start
1: hating us for no reason.
2: Look, we just got four new followers on Instagram.
1: We're gonna be famous.
3: Woo! <laughs> yeah!
0: yeah! <Yeah>! oh, yeah! <laughs> <laughs> celosos. why are you so jelly? Why are you so peanut butter and jelly, bro? Peanut butter and
1: jealous. Why
0: you fucking hypocrites, dude? You hypocrites. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Damn. <laughs>
0: Yo, so that was the skit of the episode, it's called Jealous Musicians, and um, it's about the mirror that we hold up to the people that we work with. Yeah, y'all act like that. We act like that. We all act like that. Let's fix it, all right? Everybody's sins are forgiven in a post-COVID world. You have been expunged of your sins, but we gotta stop being jealous little musicians.
1: Yeah. That's right, yeah. That works. I feel that. Felipe, what is the word of the episode? Word of the episode is desirous. Desirous. What does that mean? It means having or characterized by
0: desire. Ooh, I thought it was like some Wu-Tang shit. I'm the whole, I'm the whole desirous of this shit. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. You like that? You like that? Oh yeah. Yeah, so if we used it in a sentence, it would be like, I am desirous of peace in the midst of these crazy times, but I'm no fool.
1: This shit runs deep.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and uh, yo, you got any uh, Netflix suggestions for the peoples uh, recently, on lockdown?
1: Recently, I just started watching Chappelle Show again. I think it just came out like the Woo! other day, but <laughs> <laughs> that shit's pretty funny, man. It starts off a little little rocky. Some of the jokes didn't age too yeah. well, but <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's very, damn, it's dude. very it's, hardcore. It's but it, it just threw me. B- took me back to when I was much younger. That shit's hilarious, yeah. man. Now I remember why I was quoting shit. You know what's funny? Before memes, we were all just like walking in the hallways at school just yelling Chappelle Show quotes at each other. <laughs> I'm Rick James, bitch! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so that's cool. What about you, man? You got any Netflix suggestions?
0: I do, and I just want to echo what you were saying about the Chappelle Show. I, I was actually watching Chappelle Show last night, um, because you had actually told me that uh, it was back on Netflix, or they put it on Netflix, rather, and um I was watching. I I would really recommend for people to watch the third season. There's only three episodes, and they're all hosted by Charlie Murphy and Darnell Rawlings, who are you know on the on the show or whatever. They're like his uh, his co-stars. And and by that time, uh, Dave had already said no to the 55 million. He had already you know left to Africa or done whatever he did and just kind of disappeared. and it's funny because there's there's a very controversial episode where Dave is in blackface and he's he's like a he's like a racial pixie and he has one for like Hispanics one for white people and he says that there was some jokes like it was a funny skit but he said that there was some jokes that made the wrong people laugh in the wrong ways okay. so he had to take a step back and that's why he left so those last three episodes are just they're great watches to see uh, what the catalyst was for him leaving the show and making. Some Such a crazy, radical, iconic decision that, in the long run, helped his career. Cause now he's he's got the fucking juice. You know, to this day, Mm -hmm. what the fuck is juice? (laughs) (laughs) See what I'm saying? Yes. (laughs) Damn it! Gotta love Chappelle, man. But uh, yes, my Netflix suggestion. For this episode, I have to go with American horror story, and you know how they they don 't number the seasons they call, they give them names yeah and i 've only seen one and it 's the most recent and it 's called cult and it 's about like the, the since the two thousand and sixteen elections since what has happened uh the rise of people like trump there's a there's this guy that becomes a senator, Senator Kai Anderson. Um, and this guy is just, if you think Trump is bad, like this guy is like the horror version of Trump. Like he murders and steals and steps on people's toes to get what he wants, he even like murders it, sorry, uh, spoiler alert, he like murders his sister, alert. he like strangles her because he, he thinks that she's a mole in his organization, and it's just, it's just the perfect way that I can describe these times, and you know, some very scary things that could happen, it's very Black Mirror-ish. Oh,
1: okay.
0: So, it was very
1: good. I might have to check that out, that sounds pretty interesting.
0: It was amazing. It was amazing. I was actually talking to one of the teachers at the school and she told me she saw it as well. And she was like, dude, I wouldn't be surprised if something like that popped up. I was like, man, it's it's, it's, it's real for sure. For sure. Um, As far as some local music. Uh, I do want to give a shout out to Obi, uh, that is on Beat Music. He is a local producer here from San Antonio, makes amazing beats. He's working with big names. I don't know the guy personally, but I've been interviewed by Arnulfo El El Tejano, and that's a childhood friend of his, and he actually put me onto his stuff, and he just recently put out this really funny where he makes a trap beat to uh, Paula White, which is the evangelical preacher that uh, is uh, Donald Trump's spiritual leader, Mm -hmm. and she's starts like speaking in tongues and acting like uh, the angel from Africa are coming to her and they're gonna help Donald Trump win the election well uh, you know jokes on you it didn't but uh, a <laughs> shout out to Obi uh, on beat music go follow him he's got tons of followers and he's a real a real uh, stand-up guy from what I can see um,
1: got any final words for us
0: I got some final words man um,
1: lay it on us
0: you know desire is a double-edged sword it can build civilizations and desire can destroy empires wolf flame or wave both can be used for good and for evil isoropia that's a bonus word it means balance in greek harness your inner rodney mullen energy and keep grinding y'all
1: Cool. hell Ooh. yeah that's
0: what's up bars let's go badass woman we're gonna we're gonna put a question mark on this one on this Mm -hmm. episode shout out to a badass woman Kamala Harris she became the first uh, female vice president person of color and we are just ecstatic we're excited for the future finally to have some feminine energy in the White House and I say shout out to a badass woman question mark she's got a little bit of a background she's had some some negative marks but you know, just like with Donald Trump, we give him a clean slate and we hope that he would do the best. And I'm going to say the same for Kamala Harris.
1: Yeah, the future is unclear. It's unwritten. So we got high hopes for that. And, yeah. you know, just the fact that she was able to come up from where she came up, be- become what she is now, that's pretty amazing. You know, but you're right. Just, we're going to have to wait and see what happens.
0: Tread lightly, tread lightly. And uh, I know that Kamala Harris is probably going to listen to this episode. So I just have to say to you, we heard what you said. Okay? (laughs) On the debate, we heard what you said. You said that you would legalize marijuana. Cannabis, I'm sorry. We're not using marijuana anymore.
1: It's a racist term.
0: It's a racist term. And, um, you said it during the debate on national TV. So, um, let's go! So, where's it at? So, shout out to you, your badass woman. As of today, November 7th, 2020. Please, uh... Don't fuck it up.
1: Don't fuck it up. Don't fuck it up.
0: (laughs) Well, all I know is that life is a beautiful, thick piece of cake and all I want is a PEACE!